Boom, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Strike Thoughts. Peter, we've got a couple to catch up on. How are you doing? Yeah, we're back. What we uh, a couple? We got the Edson versus <laughs> Giga card. Oh, shit. We still ain't done that one. Okay. <laughs> and then we've got the one that you missed. What happened? Yeah, well, fucking recalled, isn't it? I'm going to have to check it every week now. Just <laughs> make annoying. sure that fucking recalls. And that was, a, that was one I wanted to watch as well, but... Yeah, I managed to watch the highlights of the, the three British lads, but yeah. Frustrating. Yeah, for, for some reason on my sky as well, the the, the Brunson Teal card we're talking about, that one didn't record either. So I had to get that one on catch up as well, which is very frustrating. But listen, let's start with the Edson Giga card, Pete. There was some actually, um, I wanted to uh, get your get your thoughts on a few different fighters from that card. Um, the first uh, fight that I had on that one was... Uh, Aldrich um, against Dimapulu, uh, and that was um, uh, JJ Aldrich against Vanessa Dimapulu, and JJ Aldrich got the win there. The second fight, I wanted to get your thoughts on it, Pete. Dustin Jacoby in the light heavyweight division absolutely annihilates the British Darren Stewart. Um, Darren Stewart, we've seen in a couple of different weight classes with a couple of different performance types. Like, give me your thoughts on him Pete and and uh, if first of all if you remember the fight and then second of all just what your yeah, yeah. what your thoughts on it are really it was a first round stoppage for Dustin big shots landed Darren was swinging back in all fairness but he was pretty much done um and yeah it was just yeah. it was just very very one sided it was very disappointing as a brit to see it but what what are your thoughts on on Darren going forward now um it sort of reminded me a bit of the uh what's his fight before your boy, isn't it? You, no, was it your boy, Anders? Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me a bit of that because it was, they had a rematch, right? And he lost the rematch as well. That's it. Yeah, so it reminded me, it's just, I don't know. So well, the like first one was a no, the first one was a no contest with the with that illegal knee, remember? Yeah, but even, even then, I remember it was almost the same, like he started fading and yeah. like just taking shots and then the second fight, obviously he's up against the cage, just sort of like taking shots again and then, yeah, this one, it's almost like he takes a few shots, tries giving it back, and it's just, I don't know, it's a weird, it's a weird one. It's not, it's almost like he's un, not a, what's it called? Like the experience, it's almost like he goes in there like too gung-ho rather than having like a strategy and pacing himself. And then when he starts getting faded or whatever, he's like, just goes swinging for the fences. And he, he, yeah, I remember he was just out on his feet, just trying to swing back didn't go down but it was just like same mistake again I guess just yeah I don't know what he's I don't know it's hard isn't it like, like, especially like changing teams or like getting a different sort of look at things rather than just staying with your own team I guess back in England or wherever he is but yeah I don't know it's the same thing with I guess we'll speak about it later about like Darren Till probably needs mm. to change it up it's like just having a different look at things and maybe a bit of a people. refresher yeah so mm. his record doesn't look great he's, he lost to Kevin Holland then there was the knee with Eric Anders then he lost to Eric Anders then he lost to Dustin Jacoby um, he did beat Mackie Patolo before that but he lost to Fabinski before that in uh, in Cage Warriors bruv he's had he's had um, five fights in the UFC one win is that cut worthy do you think uh, I don't know probably not for him because he always brings it every time it's not mm. like he's just boring and getting mauled like straight away it's just and 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 you could argue that he the Kevin Holland fight could have gone the other way that okay, was that yeah. one where Kevin do you remember that there was Kevin Holland was like I'm not sure I won that one he was like honest about it but like to have a performance like that against someone like Kevin Holland is like 
Yeah, maybe okay, he's got maybe one more. Maybe I'm just being generous. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's British, we're like, no, just keep him in there. Um, <laughs> it, it was it was it was disappointing to see, uh, and we'll see where he goes. But listen, Dustin looked really, really, really good. Uh, and the light yeah. heavyweight division is obviously, you know, a, a division that's absolutely stacked. So we'll see what happens there. Um, the last two fights of the prelims were really fucking exciting. Uh, smiling Sam Alvey uh, against Wellington Terman. Uh, first round, Wellington was, lands a massive, big spinning elbow that cuts Sam wide open. But the first round was actually quite close. Wellington was looking a bit bit more dominant. Sam just seemed to be throwing one shot at a time. Didn't really seem to be getting his combinations off. Um, Terman got a point deducted for eye poke after numerous warnings. Got another point taken off, but Terman still got the win by split decision, Peter. To have two points deducted and still get the win. <laughs> fucking hell. To be honest, he, he did come out firing after that. He was just like, fucking going to try and finish this. But yeah. I thought he was winning anyway. I thought he was dominating anyway. Agreed. But like... Yeah, fucking Sam, Sam Alvey's fuming after he's so angry. He's still <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, no, fucking, yeah, I don't know. It was a bit of a, it was almost like, why didn't he do that? Okay, well, I guess he's being careful, but why didn't he do that? If he's got that in his locker to just come out guns blazing. And then when he did start landing shots, they were like, I think either Bisping or whoever was commentating was like, yeah, he's definitely got like hands on him, but he just needs to let him go. Absolutely. Yeah, it was weird. Just throw, You're never going to get anywhere just throwing one shot at a time. And he's got the cardio, so he should have really pushed it on there. But Wellington looked really, really yeah. great. Uh, and again, that was in a, in a middleweight uh, a middleweight fight. There was four, I think, three or four um, middleweight fights in a row on this card. Um, so it was really, really exciting. Uh, the main prelim, featured prelim, Alessio de Kiriko against Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. We were texting about this one, Peter. Um, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, 17 sec- seconds in, an absolutely ridiculous, Ridiculous right head kick, put him completely out, mate. Imagine getting hit by those legs on the oh, guy. No. Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was happy for him. I was happy yeah. for him as well. Just, I think he's had like, did he lose his last fight? I think he um, did. Didn't he? He's like, said he was struggling. Or he lost a couple. I think. Um, let's have a look. Oh, I think he got. I think he got fucking murked by. Uh, oh, who's that guy? Like straight right hand, like lifted him off his feet. Can't remember who it was. Uh, so he, 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 do you know what? Coming into the fight, he was actually on a free um, fight, uh, free fight win um, uh, loss streak. He had um, he lost to Munir Laziz, uh, and then he got knocked the fuck out by Chaos Williams. Remember Chaos? Got him? That was the yeah, that was the right hand. Yeah, that was yeah. what I remember. Uh, and then he lost to Jacob Malkoon after that, and then he, and then he's beat oh. Alessio. So yeah, because yeah. he was fucking well emotional saying that. What he say? His kid said, "Why do you keep losing?" I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I had to go out and get that win. <laughs> yeah, his son. His son said, "Daddy, you keep losing, man." You, you know what? We, I think we take it for granted. Like we, we just see the fights, especially me, where I, I don't even see none of the. You know, I don't see none of the backstage shit. I, I rarely follow it. You know, the the life of these, the life of a fighter must be crazy, especially after a loss. Um, yeah. you know what it can do to you. You can, you know, end up arguing with rappers on red carpets and stuff. I think you know it, it drives people. Absolutely insane, I think. Oh, is, he um, a rapper? is he a rapper, is he? <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on, on that, Pete? Did you see Conor McGregor fighting with Machine Gun Kelly? What, what, what do you think is going on there? Do you think he's all right? I don't even, I don't, I just, I don't even look into it anymore. It's just fucking... just Because you hear so much bullshit. Someone saying he asked for a picture with him and he refused. That's why he got angry. And then someone else said it's because... Oh, something happened. Something happened online that he didn't like. Machine Gun Kelly, so he pushed McGregor and spilt his drink, and that's why he threw it at him and shit. So you hear all these different things, 
And then afterwards, McGregor's like, I don't. He's like, I don't even know the bloke. He's like, I don't care. He's like, whatever. It's water under the bridge. If you want to come to my next fight, come and come and I'll put on a show. And then the next day, <laughs> he posts up a video of Megan Fox cheering one of his entrances, yeah. going that's saying like she's my number one fan. Or some shit. He's a fuck. Fuck. It's probably all like it's all fucking set up. Probably. Yeah, this is the thing. I never know what to, to fucking. Get the up. I, yeah, I never know what to fucking look at. I, I just feel like, mate, you know, you're you're used to fighting real fighters. Why are you fucking arguing with a, a, a wannabe rock star? It was very, very, uh, it was very, very strange. Well, he's, got, he's only on one leg. One yeah, bless him. Yeah, poor fuck. Um, <laughs> listen, let's get onto this main card, and we'll, we'll get through this one. The reason why I wanted to talk about this one because it was very exciting to me because I have been watching the Ultimate Fighter, uh, and this was essentially the the finale of the Ultimate Fighter. Before we come on to that, though, big Gerald Mearshar against Mahmoud Muradov. Um, Gerald Mearshar obviously coming off the back of a couple of disappointing performances. Um, Mahmoud was really, really really throwing some heat on him. It was a crazy first round. He really rocked Gerald um, and Gerald was definitely hurt. But then Gerald comes back with some big shots and the first round was really close. But then in the second round, Gerald Mearshart, he was landing some big left hooks, gets a takedown and sinks in a rear naked choke and gets him out of there in the second round. Um, it was looking a bit leaner here, Pete, and he just looked like he's got a bit more go about him. What did you think? Yeah, I felt sorry for him in the first round. I was like, oh, but this guy just doesn't belong in or like Kamzat's just knocked the fucking stuffing out of him. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah just I felt so good. For, I did feel good for him when he come back and there's like a big left hand when it just clear, it kept, he kept catching him like with the same punch and he like obviously like started getting through. But yeah, he's, and then obviously they say he's that dangerous on the floor. Obviously, he didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to show it against fucking Kamzat or anyway. Well, he probably wouldn't be able to do it against Kamzat. But um, no. yeah, no, yeah, it was a good, good win for him. Really happy for him to get the win. It's nice for someone to bounce back after a big KO like that uh, and then come in and get the win. Uh, the next fight, um, obviously, like I say, you probably might not know some of the, some of these fighters as uh, as much as myself for watching it, but Andre Petrotsky, uh, big wrestler dude with the beard, he was fighting Michael Gilmore. Now, just for some context here, Oh, yeah, Andre, Andre, who eventually won the fight, um, and he won it in 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 the in the third round by um by TKO. So he was the number one pick. He was the favourite to win the show. He's you know he's a really strong wrestler, as you can see. He's in really really good shape. Michael Gilmore is a late addition to the show. He comes in late. Um, he was uh, the replacement for someone, you know, not the most technical fighter, but, you know, really, really game. Uh, and Andre, yeah. I found him a bit awkward. His promos weren't really good. And I just felt like he was a bit too hyped up. So he gets this win. Um, it was an exciting fight, but Petrovsky was just, he, he was just very dominant. Um, got him out a couple of times, landing um, huge takes down. Uh, and tra- he, he, he sort of got this TKO by trapping his arm uh, and then landing the elbows and he gets the stoppage. And then in his post-fight interview you know I don't know he just, I just found him a bit awkward he said um, I don't know if you remember Pete he was like someone get Jeff Bezos because the next person I come in here with I'm sending him into orbit do you remember that yeah. and it's just like right first of all mate you're Is not going to really hyped up yeah, like first of all, mate, yeah, exactly. you, 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 it took you two and a half rounds to beat a late addition to the show. Second of all, if if you're going to send someone into orbit, why didn't you just do it? Like it was yeah, very, no, very strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear, so the next up. fight I'll knock someone out. Keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> Ten fights later. Yeah, that's it. So it's really, really strange. But listen. Um, Really, really imp- impressive performance from him. And, uh, you know, he was, um, you know, just, he did get the win and fair play to him. It was a dominant performance. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on the next fight, Pete, which is Kevin Lee against D-Rod. Um, 
Kevin moving up from uh, to welterweight, from lightweight. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, Kev showing that he had the more dominant wrestling. D-Rod had him rocked at the end of round two, though. It was a great performance, in my opinion, from D-Rod. Daniel Rodriguez um, took this fight on um, two weeks' notice, Pete. Um, and D-Rod gets a unanimous decision. Give me your thoughts. Uh, we'll start with Kevin Lee, and then we'll come on to Daniel Rodriguez afterwards. Give me your thoughts on Kevin Lee, what you thought about this one. I ain't really got... <laughs> I was going to start with D-Rod because I ain't really got much to say about Kevin Lee. It's a shame, isn't like, it? it? Like, I was just... the all bit hype and just him being all hyped up and focused and you're like, oh, man, like, Rodriguez is in trouble. He's going to ragdoll him. And just, like, nothing. Just outclassed, outworked and just, yeah, just broke again. Just like, I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? It's almost like he should give up. It's almost like he's at, like, a Tyrone Woodley stage, right? But it's, it's I mean, different it's though not... because at least Tyron had some epic fights and he he made it to championship level and I just, I don't know yeah. where he goes, bro. Maybe we're overreacting. I'm just going to bring up Kevin's record here because he's well, coming maybe off. He's of... just, uh, maybe he's not he's not as good as what we think he is. Well, he's, he lost to D-Rod, obviously, and before that, he lost to Charles Oliveira. No mean feat, obviously. Come on, you know, the champ. Um, he, he beat Gregor Gillespie uh, before that one. He KO'd him with a head kick. Um, but then before that, he lost yeah. to RDA. He lost to Raging Al. He lost to Tony Ferguson. He, he did beat Edson, um, but that was a, a doctor's stoppage. He went on that mad um, firefight win streak that ended with Michael Chiesa. So don't get me wrong, he's got pedigree, Pete, but... I don't know. Maybe we're overreacting, but at the same time, it's like he's gone up a weight now, so you feel like he should have brought yeah, some power yeah. with him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's almost like he doesn't know where he is. What what is your weight class? It's not like he's dominated in a weight class and then thought, "Oh, I'll move about a little bit." It's, exactly. He's never got to the he's never got to the top of one. It's like, oh, let me try this one. I'll I'll be better. Like it's just not. Especially getting not not being no disrespect to Daniel Rodriguez, but he ain't got the wrestling pedigree that. Kevin Lee's meant to have so actually not get him down or like keep him down or like it's just it's weird but that, I think that just shows obviously how good how serious like um, Daniel Rodriguez taking it as well like this guy that's just come from like a prison background like street fighting and stuff to no I'm going to be ready even if it is two weeks notice like Unbelievable. I would just coming on to D because I wanted to mention him. I, I, I think we could be looking at a really few, a, a, a really, really big future, a future contender here, like two yeah, weeks notice, like you said, just to stay ready, um, to come in and look the way he did and, and to just, t you know, to just wade in through the fire. Um, mm. I, I, I think they need to strap a rocket to this fucking guy. Yeah. I think he's got like naturally, like some of the best boxing in the welterweight division. I think like he put him in there with like, Put him in there with like Masvidal or someone like that, like a Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz. I think he can have some like wicked fights, but I think he is. He's. I think he could have even outclass some of them people, like with his hands. He's, he's, he's ranked now after that, so he is ranked. He's, he's now in the top 15, Daniel Rodriguez. The, the people around him, uh, I'll go from 15 to 10. Um, Muslim Salikov, Sean Brady, uh, Ponza Nibio, uh, Jiling Liang and Jeff Neal. Um, I reckon he'd give any of them a run for their money, Pete. Yeah, who's who's what's what's the next like five to top five? I don't think he's ready for top five yet, but um, so just going up from yeah, so 10 Jeff Neal, then we've got Bilal Muhammad at number nine, uh, Neil Magny, Michael Chiesa, uh, Mars Vidal, Wonderboy, Vincente Luque, and then obviously the top three, you know, Leon Gilbert, Colby, and, and then obviously the champ Kamaru. It, it obviously gets a bit sticky, um, but you know, it's it's still Bilal, Bilal will be Bilal will be good. I think the height. 
as high as he can go, I think at the moment, probably Valau we could take out and then they start getting a bit too hard, I think, maybe at this point. Maybe even Mag- him and Magni would be nice to see. That would be a good one. That would yeah. be, be yeah, interesting yeah. to see. Um, listen, I, I think from what I've seen of him, from his mentality and the way that he fights, um, I, I'm happy to see him anywhere in, in that division. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll quickly just get through the, the, the ultimate fighter ones because, again, um, you know, fairly unknown fighters, I guess, but I was really happy for Ricky Tercios uh, and Ricky Tercio um, <laughs> wins. He's wicked. That wicked. He's wicked. So he, he wins. Yeah. He, he becomes the Bantamweight ultimate fighter. Um, you know, in, in the house, he had a bit of a cult leader type reputation because of the way he talks. Um, you know, he, he loves being on the mic. He was calling everyone his children and stuff like that. Yeah, and he, yeah. he, he does come like... on a bit of a bit like a Jesus flex. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, like a preacher or some shit like but it, it was it was good. I was listening to him and some of the stuff he was saying was wicked at the end. Yeah. But, and then they, they didn't let him carry on. <laughs> no, he'd be there all night, trust me, he'd be there all night. But listen, Ricky is just a warrior, he does not stop fighting. I love fighters that are so that are active off their back. I love a Nate Diaz, I love a Tony Ferguson, I love a Ricky Tercio where they're mm. on their back, but it, they still understand that you are in a fight. So if you're fight I, I love I love a fast paced fighter. Um but listen, they could have gone anyway. Fair play to Brady. He looked really, really good. I don't think that's the last we're going to see of him. Um, but listen, Ricky just had too much for him. Mm-hmm. And congratulations for him to be- for becoming the ultimate fighter. And then, Pete, in the middleweight division, I said on the last episode that we did watch out for Brian Battle. The guy is an awkward, weird fighter. Um, it was just an absolute oh, war between good. between Brian and Gilbert. Um, I told you to look out for Brian. Though. What a win. Weathers the early storm, gets a takedown, uh, and actually sinks in the rear naked choke. Uh, uh, Gilbert Urbina uh, was a late addition, actually, so I'm not sure what happened to the guy who was originally supposed to be fighting, um, but he comes in as a late addition, um, one of three brothers to, to, to have competed in the, in, in the Ultimate Fighter uh, and, and got a chance at the final, but Brian Battle just had too much for him. Um, Pooh Bear is his nickname. What, yeah, do, you think about, what do you think about that, Pete? <laughs> Got a body like Pooh Bear. <laughs> he didn't look in, didn't look in the best shape for a, for a tough final. But, exactly. But then, but then some people don't, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Was, that, that's why it was strange uh, for me to watch you on my fight to see him. You, just looking at him, he just doesn't look like. You know, you look at him compared to someone like Petrotsky. It's like Jesus Christ, like yeah. the difference in him. But he beat him, so it was just yeah, I'm unbelievable. Mm. So fair play to Brian. Yeah. And then just finishing off, Pete, before we rattle through with the Till card, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but I do want to talk about Darren Till. Um, we spoke a little bit mm. about him, but just finishing off before we get to that, Giga Chikadze against Edson Barboza. Giga was just getting the better of Edson uh, in the round one with some crazy kicks. Um, round two was a better round for Edson, but Giga was just still blitzing. And then in round three, Giga Chikadze gets the KO, a stoppage with some fierce punches. What a performance. Um, he called out Max Holloway afterwards. Um, give me your thoughts on the fight, Pete. Yeah, just just that. just that. It's weird because you, you look at Edson before and he's like obviously been beaten quite bad before when you go back to like obviously like Khabib and stuff like that and but it's almost like he's had a bit of a resurgence and you get mm-hmm. excited again you're like oh yeah like Edson can get back to the top again and then this was like the big test I think for Giga just to see how good he really is and yeah striking wise it's just it'd be interesting interesting to see it's weird in the featherweight division isn't it? there's not really that many people that are out and out wrestlers or go to their wrestling maybe apart from Volkanovski but even he don't use it like 
Ortega, you got submissions, but I think pure striking wise, yeah, Giga's probably up there with the best of them. And to to be honest, not I know people made this mistake last time with Holloway saying Calvin Kate was better, maybe, but Giga's got like the kicks as well. Mm. Oh, where are you going? So I can still hear you, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, so Giga's got the kicks as well. That's the only problem I see there. Whereas Calvin and him was just boxing. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like that's why I think maybe he holds like a little bit of a upper hand on some of the people around him. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, f- I feel like I don't want him to rush it, and I feel like Holloway it might be a bit of a um, it might be a bit of a stretch for him maybe but listen we'll, we'll, there's only one way to find out and that's the thing I, I, I definitely don't think that's the end for Barboza he looks really good in this division coming down from lightweight um, and, and and you know he's got the power he's got the speed so there's definitely not the end I just feel like Giga is that top class level uh, where we just was able to outclass him and it was really really exciting there so that that, that was everything that I'd hoped it to, to be that match essentially really really exciting Um Pete, let's just quickly come on to um, Brunson versus Till. Obviously, Sky fucked you or Virgin fucked you here um, and uh, didn't let you record it. Um, I'll just pull out a few um, uh, highlights from it. Julian Arosa fought, fought against Charles Jourdain and, and, and beat him with a dash choke. That was a really, really exciting fight. That was a great back and forth. Jack Shaw put in another fantastic performance. It was against Ludwig Schollenan, who is from the Ultimate Fighter. He looked really, really good in there. Jack Shaw still undefeated in the UFC. Uh, Bisping was comparing him to GSP, which is obviously, you know, very, very big talk indeed. Really, really um, exciting to see a Welsh fighter, Pete. Just as a Brit, just as a Brit, it's just nice to see him in there. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he, oh, I thought he said, was there a female Welsh fighter as well? Uh, so she Jack Welsh Shaw, or, was she? She scouts. I think that uh, maybe Paddy Pimlet's mate, isn't it? Yeah, Molly McCann. She scouts. Oh, that's that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. So she also got the win, um, not to gloss over Jack Shaw there, but obviously, you know, he, he did yeah. look really, really good. And we'll, we'll see what happens there. I think he, he needs to fight someone ranked. Uh, but Molly got a, a unanimous decision win against Ji Yeon Kim. That was in the flyweight division. Just pressure, heart, desire, pure boxing and pure volume from Molly. She honestly looked looked fantastic. She looked really, really good. Um, all right, Pete, why don't you start and just give me... I want you to start because obviously I've got a few thoughts here and there. Um, tell me what you thought about Paddy Pimblett and um, are you excited for, to, to see him now? Do you think he is the next big thing? Uh, he obviously knocked out Luigi Vandromini uh, four minutes into round one uh, and is great on the mic, great promos, great interviews. Give me your thoughts on Paddy Pimblett. Yeah, he's, he's, I don't, I've, never, I've never watched anything of him before. Maybe like some really old videos when he was in like Cage Warriors or whatever it was, but um, just like highlights, but you can't really tell from that. And then obviously he's come over to the UFC, done it again in his debut. I don't even want to say anything bad, really, because like you can say, well, you people can say, well, they want yeah, his chin was high and he took some shots and blah blah blah. But obviously, if you go up and up and you get to the top five of the lightweight division and you're doing that, you're gonna get fucking slept. Like, doesn't matter how good your chin is, it's like you, someone's gonna put you to sleep. But obviously, he's got time to grow. I think it will be a bit more like, a bit more like the like uh, Sean O'Malley sort of thing. Like maybe like taking their time with him. They're not going to just whack them two together, or do some stupid shit like that, or whoever's mouthing off. It's, it's you're probably going to be careful with him, um, and just yeah. And and we didn't even see his ground game. Apparently, he said his like ground game is wicked as well. He's got good like jujitsu and wrestling and stuff, sort of wrestling defense. So it's like. Yeah, it's just, it's just interesting when you see someone come in like that. 
and then you start thinking, oh, the top five, and you're like, how would he do against these guys? Obviously, there's going to be some exciting fights for him, hopefully, if he keeps going. Um, lightweight division is just fucking stacked. So, yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting to see him in there, definitely. I, I, I like a character, so I like the way he's talking. He's very McGregor-esque in his delivery and the way that he, he he's um, getting a lot of attention at the moment. Great on the mic. But you can't, yeah, I just feel like you, he's at the big leagues now. Uh, it just takes one knockout for your buzz to go. I feel like I don't want them to rush him. I was I was really excited when the UFC got a hold of Sage Northcutt yeah. uh, and they just threw the kid to the wolves. So it's like, listen, let's, you know, yeah. uh, it's a business at the end of the day. I fully agree with you, brother. I think they should market him properly. I think they shouldn't rush it with him. And I think that put it, I'm not saying, oh, they should pick the fights for him and give him easy fights because there's no easy fights in the UFC anyway. But I just yeah. feel like, they shouldn't just strap the rocket to him just yet. Um, he needs to prove himself first. Like, let's look at, for example, let's compare him and D-Rod. I'm fully on the D-Rod hype train now. Like, I'm there. Yeah. I'm like, let's go. The guy's proved himself. He's uh, beaten yeah. someone like Kevin Lee on two weeks' notice. If Paddy starts to put in the performances like D-Rod has, I think UFC, for me, it's like a free fight kind of... Um, it's a free fight kind of competition to see where we are with it. And, and, and I'm yeah. really excited to see his ground game as well. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. Listen, there was some other really, really good fights on this card. Um, we had Khalil Roundtree Jr. against Modestas Bukowskas. I like Bukowskas because obviously he's a Brit. Um, well, he's a, a Lithuanian Brit, kind of. Uh, it was a crazy first round. Uh, Khalil just busting him up, chewing up his leg. Um, I don't know if you did. You see highlights of this of this KO, Pete, from Khalil? I just, I just heard, I just heard about everyone moaning about it. What, what are your um, thoughts on it? So for everyone listening who, who might not have seen it, um, he stopped the fight with an oblique kick. So essentially a stomp to the front of Modestas' leg uh, and puts him down on the ground. Um, what, what what do you think, Pete? I don't really see any like problem with it. Like so... it's not it's not the it's not the worst thing in the world. Do you know what I mean? It's like just don't get hit with it. Like if you get hit with that once, go, oh shit, he's gonna oblique kick me. Like just obviously like be careful. I know like John Jones used to do it and stuff. Yeah. I think he used it maybe more as like a defense thing, like a range kick, like just keep away from me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like, so, so you're, so you're, people were saying you're not allowed to do that, but you can grab someone's ankle and twist it to a point where it, it just churns the inside of their knee up and yeah. puts them out for a year. Like, yeah. Or, or you can, run at someone and knee them full pelt in the middle of the forehead and <laughs> put them out cold and then carry on punching them. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, but, but it's like, oh no, you're not allowed to do a karate kick to the leg. Like, just fucking don't get hit with it. Yeah, that's it. Just get your fucking leg out of the way. Don't put so much weight on your front leg and you won't get obliqued up. Yeah. It, really, really happy for Khalil. Um, Obliquing back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really really happy for Khalil Roundtree Jr he's been on a long road uh, and he's just kind of had a change in mentality now where he's just really really um, really really wants to kind of perform well he, and so, I'm, sorry, what, so did he did he ground and pound him after he went down or was no, it no it was no, the, no, end, no, the, oh, the okay. end of the fight it just, just Modeskash just went down sort of uh, you know like Woody and Buzz do when Andy walks in the room just fucking straight <laughs> straight down on the ground uh, DC was they, they cut to the uh, commentary table and DC just had his head in his hands for a UFC, for one of the greatest UFC heavyweights ever, DC is so screamish. It makes me it makes me laugh yeah, that, at how much he doesn't yeah, like yeah. fighting. So funny, so yeah. funny there. Um, 
just to pick out the next few fights as well before we come on to the main event um alex morono uh, obviously with that great performance against cowboy in his last uh, fight out he was fighting david zawada he just looked brilliant honestly what a performance from morono um, he gets the unanimous decision when he took the fight on short notice really impressive really dominant uh, and that's definitely not the end for alex morono i'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of him as well and then Tom Aspinall against Sergey Spivak in the heavyweight division. Tom Aspinall is another fighter who's ha- who needs this rocket strapped to him now. Amazing yeah. first round KO. He lands a massive elbow and then swarmed him. I think this guy's. I think this guy's hands, Pete, are the best and one of the best in the heavyweight division. Yeah, not even just his hands, but everyone's talking about how how Cyril Garn moves. Like, yeah. I think that that them two together would be like that would be like you know. Uh, do you remember the Darren Till Robert Whitaker fight? It was like you're on the edge of your seat. You don't know they kept going to like go at each other. It's almost yeah. like that. But um, yeah, his performance was wicked. I think I'm excited about him. I am as well. Uh, not only because he's a Brit, obviously, but I, I like fast moving, um, you know, heavyweights. I just feel like he's. Oh man, he... the, the fucking the guillotine was it a guillotine or really naked against Arlovsky? The fight before as well was like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah, like come out and note. He's got everything. I think unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay, Pete. Derek Brunson against Darren Till. We're going to finish with this. Uh, we've got a fight. We've got some. We've got the card coming up this weekend with, with Anthony Smith. Um, and you know, there's there's some there's some good fighters on that one that I'm sure we'll catch up on. Derek Brunson against Darren Till. Give me your thoughts uh, on the fight. Give me your thoughts on uh, Till, and obviously your thoughts. Uh, let, let Let's start off with Till. Actually, give me your thoughts on Darren Till uh, and obviously the fight itself. Well, you, <laughs> I've only I saw like extended highlights, but like I know you said that you were saying like he wasn't like impressive at all and all like. But when I watched it, I don't know maybe it's the way they showed the highlights, but on the feet it showed that he was like still tagging Brunson with like one twos, and there was a wait. I think it was the round maybe he got submitted, or the round before like he he landed a clean one two and like Brunson wobbled and like started going back towards the fence. Mm. And I was like, oh shit, like he has actually like he's actually hurting him here. And then I think as he went to throw another punch, that's when he got dumped on his ass again. He just Yeah, but but there's that. And it's just I still think he could like come back and I don't know whether he could get a title shot or get that high again, but he could definitely cause people problems. But and, but then the only the other thing I heard as well, and you know, like you shouldn't look into things with like excuses and that, but obviously he had the it was like a bisping interview and he said he spoke to him backstage. And he said he tore his ACL like however many weeks before. So he he said he did literally like no wrestling training whatsoever because mm. he couldn't mm. his knee wouldn't handle it. He was just doing striking. Mm. But even that, like how much striking can you do on a blown ACL? And I think it's to, I think that's what they said. He's his own worst enemy because he could have just called the fight off, but because he had to call the other one off or another fight, he was just like, I'm not doing that again. So it's his own it's his own fault really. He shouldn't like going in against Derek Brunson who can just someone who could probably just take you down at will anyway without any resistance and then you're going in with a blown knee or whatever so but in terms of like Brunson's fucking I know he's he knocked him out didn't he the last time but like I forgot they'd even had a fight but um yeah just his wrestling man is fucking dangerous and it's like oh, he's getting they, better they, well. they fought before have they I'm sure they said that Izzy knocked him out last time oh Izzy sorry I thought you meant Till yeah Izzy has knocked him out yes yeah yeah, but it's, still, it's almost like he's getting better. Like Brunson went away for a bit. Do you remember? And then it was almost like they was using him as a gatekeeper for Shabazian. And he came out and smashed him. And it was just like, oh shit, like Brunson's back. And now yeah. he's just been on a roll. And it's like, yeah, he's getting better and better. And 
yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I guess it's exciting for him and just a test for Izzy because obviously he said, I think he came out a little a little while ago and said, uh, Yan, Yan took you down just to lay on top of you, but I'll take you down and try and finish you or some yeah. shit like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they're just trying to get it going, but that that will be exciting. I'll, I'll come on to Brunson in a second. Just with Till, look, for me, Till is. Just a bit overhyped, personally. Like I feel like he's good on the mic and he's good on social media, so he's got a big following, and and the UK fans really support their own. But just talking, just with his UFC, he came into the UFC, blitzed into the UFC, fighting De Oliveira and and, and KO'd him with elbows, and then after that, for me, it hasn't really been that impressive. So he's he's got a majority draw against Nicholas Dolby, and I like Dolby. He's a really um, kind of unorthodox fighter, but you know he got a draw mm-hmm. against him. He gets a unanimous decision against um, Ari, and then he gets another unanimous decision against um, Bojan Vedrokovic. Then he beats Donald Cerrone. Now, that's the fight that sort of put him on the map. The only yeah. thing I'll say about that one is, for me, I love Cowboy, but I feel like he gets overwhelmed. And I feel like he gets overwhelmed by big occasions. And um, I don't exactly, like... He, yeah. got, he, he got dominated by Till, which is probably a bit of a mismatch. I, I don't think that... It, like, I don't think Till is that much better than Cowboy to the fact that he should have dominated him like that. It's the same as McGregor. The way McGregor dealt with Cerrone like that, I think the occasion got to Cerrone. That's my well, thought. Yeah, yeah, whatever Cerrone turns up in it. Exactly, bruv. So, okay, then there was that. Then there was the fight against Stephen Thompson. I thought that was shit. They were both just really edgy in that one, not wanting to get hit, and it was a kind of really boring fight for me. Then he lost to Tyron Woodley. Then he lost to Mars Vidal. He beats Gastelum only by split decision. Again, that fight was really, really close. He lo- he loses to Robert Whitaker. Now he loses to Brunson. I, I, there's nothing that's ever stood out to me about about Darren. There really, there really, really hasn't. Now, uh, okay, fair enough. His first loss was against Woodley. Uh, before that, he'd won every single fight and all, all, all of the previous um, MMA competitions that he'd been in. I understand that. I just yeah. feel like, like, what's he done? Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like because you, you got to look at it sometimes. Well, the way I look, I'm probably being a bit biased, but like, you look at fights and it's like there's two guys in there. And any one time, the other one, like one guy could win. You don't know what's going to happen. Hundred yeah, percent. And it was, and the way I look at it is, um, not not in terms of like arguing with you whether he's like good enough or not. Maybe he's not, but in terms of him carrying on and trying to pick himself back up, he dropped Masvidal like pretty badly. But it's only because Masvidal's so fucking tough. He got, he got like straight back up. If that was anyone else, do you know what I mean? That's like a clean one-two. He has, he has got like a good striking. So if, on any other night, that could have been a finish or he could have jumped on top of him, maybe swarmed him a bit more. And then you look at the Whitaker fight, he'd done the exact same thing with the elbow, the stepping elbow, cracked him bad in like round two, dropped him. And it's like, oh shit, he's going to knock him out. And then it, it didn't happen. Whitaker gets back into the fight. So it's he's got these little fleeting moments where he could be brilliant. But I guess that's the difference between someone like him and... Someone, someone who, like Connor, like where where the difference someone who be, goes on a tear, yeah, like yeah, the difference between him and say someone if they want, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So you, you talk. The reason why McGregor's so good is because he talks the talk, but then he fucking walks the walk. Do he you know finishes, what I mean? yeah, he, fin- he finishes people. It's not just like oh, because even in them fights when he's like, but he, he, I can't, remember, I can't even remember how many times he dropped Dennis Seaver or how many times he like wobbled like Mendes or whatever like he, he drops these people but he just methodically sort of picks them apart and gets on top of them whereas Till could have had their moments but he didn't 
capitalize on them and then it comes back to bite him in the arse he loses or like gets knocked out it's like yeah it, it's it's something, it, something's not right he hasn't got that mentality yeah. that's where he, used to, he needs to go somewhere that's what someone said he's probably i think someone said in his gym in liverpool he probably beats the shit out of everyone maybe well, apart from tom aspinall he's probably like he probably gets beat by him quite a bit but like <laughs> yeah he, he needs to go somewhere like uh, a Winkle John or something like that, train with like John Jones or someone like that, and just like be like, oh shit, like this is how good these guys are. Like, I need to be training with these for six months straight before I get back in there again. Like what Kevin Holland's doing. He's, yeah. I'm so happy. I'm so happy he's got his head screwed, even though he's still joking around and stuff. He's got his head screwed on. He's like, I need to go and work on my wrestling for six months. And that's what he's going to go and do. Whereas Till's probably, probably before this, he's probably like, oh, I'll just come back, run, go in there and knock him out again. It's just like you can't have that mentality. There's no game tell. It was interesting before the fight as well. Like in all of the pre-match, uh, pre-match, in all of the pre-fight the build-up and the videos and that, he's like, I honestly believe I'm the best fighter in the world. And it's just like, okay, I get, I get that. You have to have that thought, but yeah, far from it, far from it. Um, really, really um, impressive from Brunson. Takes him down, big ground and pound. Till's eye was all swollen up, uh, and then Bron- Brunson gets a rear naked choke. Um, in his post fight, he did a bit of a a slide dig, in my opinion, at uh, Jared Cannonier. Um, because they asked oh, yeah. him, yeah. they asked him when do you want to fight again, and he was like, "I'm not broke, so I'm happy to wait." Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I think that's the, to be honest. That's the, I know what I was saying about Izzy, but that's probably the one they should make now. That's got to be the number one contender, I think. Yeah, yeah, that would be. I mean, uh, if I was Brunson, I could make. I might even wait, but yeah, that would be a good fight to see those two. Um, so yeah. that'd be interesting to see what happens there. Listen, Peter, you've got West Ham to go and watch. So um, this weekend, Anthony, we've got Anthony Smith, um, who's going to be fighting uh, Ryan Spann. Uh, Yakin Buckley's on the card as well. Kutalaba's on the card as well. So it's going to be exciting. But listen, let, let, mm. let's uh, let the listeners go uh, and we'll reconvene again next week. All good? Yeah, big boxing right, fight next week as well. Oh, yeah. Um, AJ. Uh, AJ uh, Povetkin. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and then you, you will be. You <laughs> sick. Oh, is it? Oh, it's, oh, it's you sick. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, my yeah. bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Listen, um, let's catch up again next week and we'll be able to go through the fights and have a catch up then. Take care. Yeah, yeah. So, see you later. later.